Welcome to today's newsroom special with Liam Riley. The nation's workers are screaming out for a workplace revolution, feeling increasingly chained to their work hours. New research suggests many British employees are feeling disillusioned at work, as well as over half of employees regularly working longer than their contracted hours, with a quarter too scared to approach their boss about flexible working. In fact, 62% would consider a change of jobs instead. As a result, the research by Jobsite Indeed shows two-fifths cite improving mental health as the top reason for wanting to have the option of working flexible hours, suggesting there's more than just time at stake. To tell us more about the research and to share her advice on how to approach those difficult discussions in the workplace, we were joined by TV psychologist Emma Kenny. Could you just begin by telling us about this research by Indeed? So what's it revealed about the way that we think about our working hours? Well... Understandably, it's suggesting that realistically these days we have a more modern approach to working and what we want within work. And flexibility comes top of that, really. Huge amounts of people say that if they could work flexibly, it's over 60% say they would actually be more productive, which is mirrored across lots of occupational psychology research. We know that when people are given trust and value in their careers and flexibility and an opportunity to kind of enhance their life through work, but also maintain really great relationships outside of it because of the time you're afforded by that it makes people more productive more creative happier in their environment which means that workplaces improve so the main context of this indeed research was not really to say that anybody's to blame that we're not creating these opportunities for flexible working it's more that we're just not brave enough often to have the conversations so we're trying to get people to have a more empowered dialogue with their employers so that they can have that open communication to change to a more flexible environment at work Mm, and presenteeism is well, there's a big picture oh, yeah. at the moment, isn't there? And that does have quite a negative impact on people's lives, doesn't it? Forty-six percent of people who took part in the Indeed study said that presenteeism is a major issue, and that basically means it's kind of in the word itself. People who just stay at the office way longer than they should, work more hours than they should, and the reason it's so counterproductive is because, firstly. Many people don't have the option to stay in the office that long. They've got families, for example, they've got commitments outside of work. 22% of people even have a side job. So to some degree, you can't stay in the office all that time. If somebody is doing that all the time, one of your colleagues, it makes you look like you're not doing as much. Secondly, if you're that person staying the extra hours, then it means that your mental health will suffer like it or otherwise. If you're not spending time with people you love, doing things that you enjoy, you're not getting the best life possible. So presenteeism is counterproductive for everybody involved and you might think oh my employer benefits but I guarantee if I was to do a work assessment on you and watch you you'll procrastinate a lot of that time so you won't really do the job you'll just be present but you won't be engaged so your creativity and productivity will be nowhere near what a colleagues might be doing the hours that they're just paid for. Mm. And you've identified working uh, tribes or classifications of people. So could you tell us a bit about that? Absolutely. So, I mean, the way that culture has started to change is that we have things like stopwatch commuters. That's what you're talking about there. Those people who just stay at the office right until the last minute and then they almost miss their train. So they're running on stress. They're reacting constantly because they feel that they have to be in the office as long as possible. You've got clock watchers. That's the person who sits in the office and just is so bored and apathetic. And we all know those people. We've all worked with people. Maybe we've even been those people. You just don't feel fulfilled and you feel that those minutes that you're passing, you're not filling them productively. You're just kind of there to fill the time. We know 
now that we have a huge culture of second timers. Now, this is two levels. It's multifold, really. So you have people who genuinely can't afford to stay in retirement. They have to get another job. But you also get a lot of people who realize it's 65, 67. They're not ready to give up. You know, they're young and vital. You know, have got to remember that's really much just in middle age still, that 65 to 67 year old. So they're returning to the workplace. And again, that means they might have grandchildren and they want more flexibility in that context. And I think probably the one that I'm seeing much more of now as we watch Generation Y and millennials come into the workplace, they are more nomadic. They expect that they're allowed to hot desk. They don't necessarily want that concrete place and space in work that's theirs. They want to be able to have some homework. They want to be able to go and work in a cafe. And the affording technology that has really been quite amazing in the last 20 years, it means that they can. So strangely enough, most employers have flexible working policies. People just aren't aware of it. Mm. I think it's best I don't reveal what tribe I'm in. You never know who's listening. I'm loving it. I'm hoping you're a nomad. (laughs) Well, people do want flexible hours. So what is stopping them? Fear of confronting their employer? So 62% of people said that the major blocker for them is fear. They think that by going and having a conversation about the fact that they want flexible working will result in their boss either thinking less of them because they're trying to get out of work or they'll get a blanket no. Now, the reason that you have to have that conversation, and I would really impress that this isn't just parents. You know, there is legislation for parents saying that we really need to explore flexible working policies. But this is for single people, people in new relationships, people who want to try things differently and work way differently. Maybe they like working 11 to 8 instead of 9 to 5 or maybe they want a Friday at home. The reason that it's really important to have that conversation with your boss is if you have got a policy, you can go along once a year, you can put that request in. If you plan it effectively, so you say, what is it that you want? Why do you want it? How will you accommodate that work? What's the strategy behind that decision that you've made? And finally, how are you going to ensure that when you review it, your boss feels confident and comfortable that you are progressing and working the hours and also getting the job done? That's something that when you do it in a concrete way, it's quite hard to refuse, if I'm honest. If you get a no, though, if that confidence gets that recognition, you know, you go, oh, I've been really confident, yet here I am, I've been rejected, and now I wish I hadn't asked, you shouldn't feel like that. The point is, if you are told no, then you know that you need to look at other creative options. There are lots of employers. The reason that Indeed exists, which is obviously an online site that you can go on, is because there are hundreds of thousands of different kinds of jobs, ones you'll never even have known of. And you'll be able to ask about those options. You'll be able to say, when I'm interviewing the company that I want to work for, I want them to tell me why they are going to look after me. Your mental health and well-being is so paramount. Over 40% of people say it really affects their mental health, having these long hours. So asking for what you need, you might not get it, but knowing that you're not going to get it should motivate you to make some positive changes to your work environment. And if that means leaving, well, they're going to be losing a good member of staff and you're going to be finding an employer who genuinely, genuinely respects your needs. And that's really, really empowering. How motivational. So if people want more tips and advice, where can they go? There's a couple of things you can do. Obviously, Indeed's a huge site. You know, whenever you look for work, that will be the number one that comes up anyway. So do look at options because the truth is you don't even know what jobs are out there. Simple as. Think about your skill set. Go online. Explore that. And then apply for different roles where you could interview the interviewer about the benefits that are available, including flexible working. Also, we've done a really lovely downloadable PDF or 
video. It depends which one you want. It talks about flexible working. It's about a little boy who's having it explained, you know, that mum isn't always there and dad isn't always there for bedtime. So go on TikTok till bedtime.com and it's gorgeous. And if you want to kind of think and look and explore these kind of options, then go and download that and have a look at it. Okay. Emma Kenny, thanks very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Across West Yorkshire, Manchester and Glasgow, this is Sunrise Radio on FM, DAB, online, mobile, tablet and TV.